Hello and welcome to the first episode of the How to Now podcast with your host, Kendra Smith. In this podcast, I'll be exploring the history of how something or someone started and where it is or where they're at now in society. I plan on covering a wide variety of topics ranging from artists to entrepreneurs to technology and really just anything my audience will find interesting, which is why I would love for anyone listening to submit suggestions for topics you would like me to cover in the, cover in the future to either my email, kendrasmith1916 at gmail.com, or you can shoot me a message on Instagram. My username is kendrasmith underscore. I really just want to speak on topics that people who are actually listening are interested in. So hopefully you guys can give me some good ideas and I'll pick some that people want to hear. Without further ado, let's dive into the first topic, TikTok. Now, most of you already know what this wildly popular app is, but for those of you who might have been living under a rock, TikTok is an app where people can make videos ranging from three seconds to one minute to share with other users. And while it's primarily used for short music and lip singing videos, dancing, that kind of thing, the content has expanded to education, comedy, cooking inspiration, and so much more. Basically, if you have an interest or hobby, you can find a TikTok account for it pretty easily. There's two main reasons why it's gained so much popularity. One is how easy it is to edit a video. They have so many different filters and effects you can use that sometimes I feel bad for people who went to school or spent hours learning how to do special effects because now you can just hop on TikTok and everything's just so easy. Kind of like how everyone with an iPhone is a photographer while everyone with a TikTok is a videographer in a sense. I mean, they even have green screen effects. You don't even need an actual green screen. You just use TikTok. And the second reason it's so popular is because of its algorithm. The videos that show up on the For You page, that's what it's called, the feed is the For You page, are incredibly accurate. They really are videos curated to you. It's actually scary how well this app can predict what you're going to enjoy and interact with. But TikTok was not always so popular, and the interface was not always the way it is today. So let's just get into how this app became so successful and is up there with all the other big dogs in the social world, like Facebook and Instagram, WhatsApp, and so on. It all started with ByteDance. ByteDance is not an app like it sounds like a dancing app. No, ByteDance is a hundred billion dollar multinational internet tech company headquartered in Beijing, China. All right, so in September of 2016, ByteDance released an app in China called A.me. And then just two months later, they rebranded that app and named it DN. D-O-U-Y-I-N. The founder of ByteDance knew that in order to be successful, they had to take the app to a global level. 
But it's not like DN was failing. In just one year, DN had 100 million users and over a billion views per day. So with no signs of slowing down, in September of 2017, ByteDance releases the international version of DN, and they called it TikTok. This was just a name they thought was going to be more adaptable worldwide. So there's still two apps, DN, which stays specific to China, and TikTok, which is the one most of the world knows today. So ByteDance is like, great, we had a good first year in China, now we're international, so we gotta keep it going. We need to keep growing. And there's a little trick that companies use to grow, and that's just acquiring another company. So ByteDance starts shopping around, and they come across a startup, which was founded in China in 2014, called Musical.ly. So Musical.ly was founded in China, but actually American teenagers were the ones who took use to the app. So this is good in the eyes of ByteDance because they're looking to not only expand internationally, but they also want to expand their younger users. Musical.ly had a lot of American teenagers, so they just look great. And TikTok, after going international, was already taking off on its own. In just five months after going international, TikTok is the number one free downloaded app in multiple countries. It started gaining a lot of traction in the US in 2018 as celebrities joined like Justin Bieber, Jennifer Lopez, Will Smith, just to name a few. Also, Jimmy Fallon hopped on as an active member and he really pushed the app to higher success. So November 9th, 2017 rolls around, ByteDance, being the billion dollar company they are, goes up to the founders of Musical.ly and they're like, hey, you have a really successful app with a lot of users that's kind of similar to ours, I want to buy it. So boom, just like that, ByteDance gives the founders of Musical.ly $1 billion and now owns Doyen and Musical.ly. I mean, I'm sure it was a little more complicated, but you get the gist. ByteDance owns three apps now. There's Doyen, TikTok, and Musical.ly, all under one big internet company in 2017. After what I would call a monster merger between TikTok and Musical.ly, on August 2nd, 2018, ByteDance migrates Musical.ly into TikTok meaning the 100 million or more users that were already on Musical.ly are now users on TikTok. They just had a bit of a different interface and the app had a new name, which was probably a really annoying update, but basically the two merged into TikTok and now TikTok is booming with users. It's 2019 now and TikTok partners with the NFL just before their 100th season kickoff for a huge marketing deal, which also included the NFL making their own TikTok account. So now TikTok is known in the US. I personally remember this time frame in 2019. I kept seeing ads for TikTok on other social media platforms that I was using, specifically my Snapchat. And I remember thinking this is really weird, but people are obviously using it and whatever company owns it is spending a lot on ads. And I never stopped seeing ads for TikTok. It just kept growing and growing. And then COVID hit in the US and we all went into lockdown 
And the app just blew up. I mean, that's when I downloaded it. And I'm 23. I was a little embarrassed when I got the app, thinking it was for teenagers. But I was like, what the hell? And now months later, I'm addicted. I think a lot of people could relate to downloading it during quarantine. I even saw it on the news a couple times. It was just everywhere at that point. So that's how TikTok got big. It was started by an already successful and well-funded tech company. They adapted it for an international market and merged with an app that had a big user base. And it just kept going, and now we're here. I'm making a freaking podcast about it. So where is TikTok now, you ask? Well, let me tell you. It is available in over 150 countries, has over 1 billion users, and has been downloaded over 200 million times in the United States alone. Walmart intends to invest in TikTok. In November 2020, TikTok signed a licensing deal with Sony Music. In January 2021, Warner Music Group signed a licensing deal with TikTok. So yeah, you could say it's a big deal, but it's also brought a lot of controversy. For one, it's addictive, and I would argue it's more addicting than other social media apps. With how curated the videos put on your feed are to your interests, it can be easy to get lost in it. And the reason I say it's more addictive is because in 2018, TikTok actually released a feature that was a video which would pop up on people's feeds every so often after they've been on TikTok for a while. And the video would be like, hey, you've been scrolling a while, you should take a break, maybe go get a snack, to actually encourage its users to take a break from the app. And I've never seen another app do that. It's also come under scrutiny for being a national security threat and for creating room for cyberbullying. But despite all this, people are using it. They're getting inspired from it. I have made pasta from a recipe I saw on TikTok and it was phenomenal to say the least. Businesses and artists are also seeing large success from it. I have bought from small businesses on TikTok myself. The way the algorithm is set up allows ability for any good video to go viral. If a song is trending, the artist will see more Spotify streams from it. The exposure people can get will in turn put money in their pocket once they learn to monetize this app. And seriously, I would encourage any business owner to start marketing themselves on TikTok. If you're not, like, what are you doing? And this isn't an ad. I seriously think if it's good for anything in particular, it's that I've seen very small businesses grow exponentially in 2020 where everyone was having a hard time. It's honestly crazy how fast this app grew in the span of just four years. I mean, this started in 2016, and it's only projected to grow even more. TikTok has furthered my questioning about the boundaries of social media and our society. Where do we draw the lines for censorship? Do we even have control over that? What are they doing with our data, and can we even trust that they're really being honest with the public about it? Are ByteDance's intentions for this app and its effect on the world good, or do they just care about money? I really don't know, but it's my hope that they are good. Social media is a tricky thing. It brings so much good, but also so much risk at the same time. And we can now add TikTok to this list of unnatural things the world is working to deal with. 
Thank you so much for listening to my first ever How To Now podcast, especially if you made it all the way to the end. I really appreciate it, and I hope you learned something. And if you like this, please support me by sharing it with your friends or just listening to the next episode.